Hello, everyone, and welcome to my first official podcast. Um, So far, if you've been following me on my podcast, I've basically just been re-uploading my YouTube videos um, just to kind of test out the platform and see kind of how um, everything works. And I'm glad that I did because I just... I'm kind of getting more and more interested in doing my own podcast and I've been listening to some other people's podcasts and I realized podcasts are just great for being on the go. Like when I'm getting my morning coffee um, or I'm driving and I just like can't actually watch a YouTube video, podcasts are just fantastic and I love them for that. Um, And so I'm curious for those of the very tiny amount of people that are on here, I'm curious if you guys prefer if I upload completely new episodes to my podcast or if you don't mind the videos being re-uploaded. I know that a lot of my videos are kind of like talking at you guys and um, they sort of work as podcasts pretty well. Um, And I want to say let me know, um, but I don't know how you guys would let me know because there's no comments on podcasts and I have no idea how to get around that. Um, So, I guess the only way I know now is just reaching out to me through, like, Instagram. So, if you guys have any ideas or if you know of any other people that have podcasts that have, like, a way for you to leave comments, um, let me know. Because I'd like to be able to, like, set that up. But if that's just, like, not a thing, I might just have to accept it. And that's okay. Um, And I think it's it's more that I like to get your guys' feedback and know... If, you know, the stuff that I'm creating is good, you know, I'm a very marketing, uh, is savvy the right word? Probably not. Um, I'm just, I, I'm very conscientious of marketing tactics and, and just understanding that, you know, you have to provide value to your followers or else they're not going to keep following you. And so, you know, I'm, I'm not here to talk about me all the time. I like to give you guys things that you can learn about and grow from and, hopefully walk away feeling like, wow, okay, I learned something from Lauren. Um, But I have a feeling that if I don't have that feedback from these podcasts, I'm probably just going to ramble and ramble and ramble. And this thing might turn into something entirely different, especially when I have nobody to be like, um, you're weird. Stop talking about that. So um, (laughs) I think that the podcasts that I enjoy the most are the people who just kind of are unstructured and they just talk and talk and talk. Um, and they might have a few bullet points that they want to get to, but <clears throat> other than that, how do I do that? How do I cut out my coughs? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that I think that my idea for these podcasts are going to be more of me just rambling and talking about various things as they come up. And it's probably things that wouldn't make sense for me to turn into a video, but I really want to talk in depth about it. Um, So if you're here for it, welcome. And I hope that some of these newer podcast episodes that I do, you find value in. And so for now, if you want to let me know you listen, leave me feedback, send me a message, um, and we will... I will hopefully um, see those and kind of um, alter these more to your guys' liking. I did ask you guys what you wanted me to talk about, and I did get quite a few responses from you guys. A lot of you guys said animal communication. Um, A lot of you guys wanted to learn more about the Claire's, which 
um, I definitely will do a podcast on. Um, while you wait, I do have some older videos on my YouTube channel that you can check out. Um, I am going to be redoing those videos here soon and making them more in-depth because they're some of my oldest videos. Um, and because of that, they just need a little bit of a refresher. Um, I can do them a lot better now. <laughs> um, so let's see, what else did you guys want me to talk about? I just got random things, but if ever you guys want to leave me a comment and, you know, even if it's on my YouTube videos, I will put it in the back of my mind to hopefully talk about. I think on this podcast, I'll also be talking a little bit more about my personal life. You know, I've kind of built my YouTube to be more, hey, this is like, here, here's tips and tricks. This is like me giving you information. Um, it's less like vlog style and more how to. Um, and I think because of that, I want to just give myself another space that I can just be a little bit more personal with you guys. Because I find that I do that on my live nights and I really need to like not distract those live nights with that kind of stuff. I need to just have somewhere else to do it. So I think that these podcasts will definitely be me more giving you guys updates and honestly like how I'm envisioning it is for the people who really want to just like consume every ounce of content from me and they can't get enough and they're just like what is Lauren doing and what is Lauren thinking <laughs> which I don't know how interesting that'll be but we're here we'll we'll, we'll figure it out as we go um, and one of the topics that you guys wanted to talk to me about was, um, past psychic experiences that I've had. And I actually have made this into a video. It is a member video, so you have to pay for a membership, um, to see that. But if you pay for it, you can get access to that video as well as a ton of other videos that I've already made. Um, I might as well just like give you guys one story that I have though. Um, one of the things that I talk about in that video is that I, I didn't have too many experiences, um, but one, um, and you know, I, I didn't see things, didn't really hear things. I was probably mostly clairsentient, which is feeling, um, and I feel like I could feel like there were other people, other spirits in the room with me. And in particular, um, I grew up in this house um, in northern Colorado, and it was this large, large house, and it was a brand new house, like brand new, like my dad literally built it. Um, and we had this massive, massive basement, and <laughs> literally to get to our playroom, our playroom, you had to go down the stairs and cross the entire basement to get to it. And um, <laughs> I remember my brother and my sister and I, all fighting over who had to be the last to leave that space, that room, because whoever had to shut off the light, because our dad would get so mad at us if we didn't turn off the lights, <laughs> and um, we would all fight of who's going to be the last one, and we were jerks to each other too, because we would, <laughs> we would sometimes just run and leave the other sibling to like deal with it, and I remember several times <laughs> running and leaving my brother behind and just hearing him scream be like, Lauren! And knowing that he had to be the last one to, like, clean up and <laughs> shut the door and uh, turn off the light. Um, what was my point? <laughs> this is what it's gonna be like, just fair warning. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, and it was because we were all freaked out by the, by the basement. 
and I, I still don't know, like, what caused that, um, because, again, it was a brand new house, I mean, maybe it was just that we watched scary movies or things, and it was dark and lonely down there, and we didn't spend a lot of time down there, like, what is it about basements, I just don't understand, um, but I never liked going down there alone, because I always felt like there was somebody there, and I, you know, I haven't ever taken the time to tune in and see who it was, but, and you can do that retroactively. You can sort of, I talked about this today in one of my coaching sessions. Um, even if something happened like 10 years ago, you can tune into the energy of what happened. So, you know, if you had a dream, you, instead of, instead of tuning into a guide or setting your intention that you're going to talk to a guide, you're setting the intention that you're going to tune into that dream or that specific moment in time. And you're going to sit there and visualize that whole thing playing out in your head. Try to put yourself in that moment. And even if you didn't experience it yourself, you're like, hey, I am talking to this energy of this moment in time. What happened here? And then you can use your clairs to figure that out. Um, and, uh, what was my point there? <laughs> um, that you basically, I could retroactively go through and figure out who's in there. Like, why don't I just do it now? Why not? Maybe I'll also be doing a little bit of like readings in these. I don't know how to incorporate like doing a live reading. Maybe I'll have to learn how to do that, but let's see who's down there. Like, it feels like, it feels like family. And sometimes when you're picking up spirits as like a young kid or even just when you're beginning and you don't know, you know, bad from good, you just assume all spirits are bad because that's what the movies say. Because um, I'm getting that it was nothing negative. You know, I assigned the negativity to it. It feels like familial. What's bizarre is that I'm picking up on my grandfather, which he was not dead at that time. Um and so I'm, I'm curious, I'm, I'll have to think more on that, but, um, definitely some sort of like family energy, but I could feel like someone was in the room. Like I always felt like I wasn't alone. I just knew somebody was there. I couldn't see, couldn't hear, didn't have any of those clairs obviously honed yet. Um, but I just knew that people were in a space sometimes with me, um, particularly also at my grandmother's house. And I've since tuned into her house and that's her father that's hanging around there. So that's probably why I don't talk too much about my past experiences is they're not that exciting. And I just kind of like shrugged it off. And the most we would do is just like avoid that area of the house <laughs> and leave each other <laughs> to to be in that space alone. Um, but I, again, I talk more in that video um, of other experiences that I've, that I had at that time. It makes me want to like reach out to my siblings and see if they would ever do like a podcast episode or maybe even a video with me talking about like shared experiences because we've never spoken about that together. So I'd be curious if there were things that I experienced that they also experienced at another time um, at all. I did pull a card and I asked my guides like what should I talk about because I had no idea what to talk about. Um, and I pulled the card, um, like releasing the old and welcoming in the new. And so 
that like immediately brought to my mind the past couple months kind of like what I've been going through and I was like well that's that's really personal I don't know and then I was like well you know that's kind of what the podcast should be um you know obviously I try not to do that too much on my YouTube if I ever did that I'd probably start a separate vlog channel but I don't know how diligent I could be about that um but just briefly like touching on that and I think that some of you guys hear that for those of you who hang out in my lives um, I kind of let you guys know what's going on in my life, if I've been on vacation, you know, things like that. But um, sometimes that's not always the topic of discussion because we're getting to other readings. Um, but, you know, I've been just really looking at a lot of pick a card readings lately. I actually want to do a video about like how they can totally become self-fulfilling prophecies and how you can watch them in a negative way. And so, like, I want to give out a tip video of, like, if you're going to watch them, like, remember to do this, remember to use your own intuition, yada, yada. Um, but I feel like the last couple months, I don't know, I, like, I want to blame the, what's going on astrologically because I'm learning a lot about it and it makes a whole lot of sense. Like, we had a lot of stuff going on in the Aquarius zodiac and I guess kind of what's going on with that is like friendships kind of being uprooted um and this was kind of like for everybody not just me specifically but basically the last couple of months I feel like I'm going through kind of like I hate the word but for lack of better terms a spiritual awakening and what that honestly is is just like you're stepping into a new version of yourself a new version of life like you can really put a mile marker on your life and say when this happened, my life changed significantly. And then you do things differently after that. Um, and I feel like we have several of those and not all of them, you know, you could necessarily point to it being spiritual. You know, um, honestly, in the past where I would say my spiritual awakenings have been, let's see, the first one, like, okay, I guess this is going to be what this episode is going to be, but <laughs> I'm just going to talk about like my, my spiritual awakenings up until this point. And I really only feel like I've had three. Um, and I think my point here is to share them because they're not always so like life shattering. Like a lot of people have pretty crazy things happen to them all at once. Maybe, and I'll say maybe there'll be like a minor fourth one. Um, but basically, I was raised in a very wealthy family. Like, I wanted for nothing. Um, is that the right phrase? Um, but my childhood was, like, perfect childhood. I was around family. I had cousins. I had siblings. Everything was perfect. Pets. We, you know, we had the most idealistic upbringing, which I'm so grateful for. Um, you know, everything in life was perfect. And I think, and you know, I'm not saying that as like, oh, look at me, you know, here's my life and how great it was. It's more to establish the contrast that was just about to happen to me. Um, and so everything was perfect. You know, my family had a ton of money. Like I didn't even have to think about money because it was always there. Like if I wanted a toy at the store, I would get the toy at the store. <laughs> um, and, you know, I remember specifically like, my grandparents were so wealthy that one time 
my grandpa or my grandmother ran out of spaghetti sauce for the family dinner and she was like, uh, grandpa, go get spaghetti, um, because I'm out. And he rounded up all the grandkids cause he didn't want to go alone. And he's like, grandkids, let's go to the store and all of you will get a toy each. And I came home with like a full ass, like Barbie doll house, not a Barbie, like a house, like <laughs> for a trip to go get spaghetti. Like we went to Target or something. Um, but, you know, I, I say these things because, you know, life was just perfect. I didn't even think about money, didn't think about any of that. And then kind of around the age of 11, everything got turned completely upside down. Basically, long story short, family drama. Um, and we had, ugh, I'm, I'm wanting to be careful because I don't know if any of my family <laughs> listens to any of the things that I do. Not that this is, like, bad or disparaging on anybody, but um, I just don't want them to think, like, poorly on it. But basically, there was family drama and the family sort of split up. So my my immediate family, my mom, my dad, and my siblings, we moved away from everybody to kind of get away from this. And the drama was very, like, public, like, in the newspapers public, Um and kids were told that they couldn't play with me at recess. And, like, so I lost friends. I lost my family overnight. And because this turned into, like, a legal battle, it also affected our money. And so literally, probably overnight, it seemed like, at least at that age, it was probably more like a couple months, I basically just, my life got completely turned upside down. And it was, like... um no more money, no more family. And, you know, that was a real shock to the system too. You know, I always thought family would never do something like that, you know, but then I had to learn, or then I did learn that, um, you know, family can't be trusted. And I've had to very much so unlearn that, um, as time has gone on. But, um, I would say that was my first spiritual awakening in a lot of ways because I realized that life is not 100% perfect 100% of the time and even the people that are closest to you could turn on you and you know at any moment you know the rug could be ripped out from under you and you know as I'm saying these things these are um, affirmations that I've discovered you know doing that shadow work you know trying to identify these things that I tell myself, um, that I've had to re, you know, reset those affirmations of no, you know, life, um, can be good and it can be good for a while. And, you know, I used to have problems. I still have problems with feeling like whenever something is going to be good, <laughs> that it's going to be taken away any moment. And so like whenever things in life are good, I start to like walk on eggshells because I'm like terrified I'm going to lose it. And it's all because of that kind of stuff. And, I feel like we all have those stories of, you know, something in childhood that happened that really caused a lot of, like, trauma for us that we have to unlearn. Um, and so that was such a huge defining moment in my life. And then it, it kind of happened perfectly. That was, like, the first decade of my life was that perfect childhood. Um, the second decade of my life was very much, like, um, I don't know. Eh. I guess it wasn't, what was the next decade? The next decade was basically just, I mean, I was a teenager at that time going to school, high school, 
and I was still trying to, like, I still pretty much had a really good, um, healthy school life, you know, I wasn't in a whole lot of trouble, um, I was very, I don't want to say, like, successful at school, but I, you know, I was in clubs, I played volleyball, I did film, um, back in, I mean, I did film in elementary school, I did theater in elementary school, brought it all the way into middle school and high school, and, um, Honestly, that was probably just, there was a lot of busyness in the second decade of my life to distract me from everything else. Um, and then the second, um, I would say the second, uh, spiritual awakening I had, I, you know, I don't even know if it was a spiritual awakening, but basically once I left college, this is when, or actually it probably started right before and during, um, college, basically when I moved out of my house and went to college, I basically plunged into survival mode to the max. Um, and you know, that happens with everybody in college. Like no one is at fault there. You know, it's understanding that, oh crap, I have to pay for my own bills and I have to do all these things. And that was really hard for me, especially to be like, not lazy and be a good worker, mostly because, you know, I had that perfect upbringing where, you know, I didn't have to worry about that. I wasn't ever forced to, like, take a job as a teenager. Um, and so I definitely had very, like, lazy tendencies. And it, and now, if anything, I definitely, like, overcompensate by being a workaholic because I feel like I have to do that to make money. Um, but that kind of next chapter of my life, um, I would say up until now, has been just very survival mode. Um, you know, everything I did was to basically survive, to put a roof over my head, to pay the bills. Um, I often, I still don't sometimes pay the bills that I need to. Everything is really tight. And in that zone, like when you're in survival mode, you just, you can't think about anything else. Um, like there's not room to explore, to live life really, um, because you're so concerned about all of that. And I feel like if you're going through that, you know exactly what that feels like. And I feel like it's really just a pause button on your life because you're just trying so hard to get to where you need to go. Um, and now again, like, I don't feel like this is anyone's fault. Like, I feel like I was supposed to come into this life and have these two very opposite ends of an experience, like having too much and then having not enough so that I could now step into like finding this happy medium. And that, that sort of brings me up until like this point now where these last couple months and with this card that came up, um, of letting go of the old, I've definitely been doing that a whole lot, like to a completely new level. I think where it really started was I just, I mean, this is why I wanted to share this was because I don't feel like there's necessarily a huge defining moment. Sometimes it can be a bunch of little things. And, you know, sometimes spiritual awakenings, I feel like you're totally forced into making that change. You know, like literally life knocks you on your ass. But then sometimes it's like such a deep call that, you know, you need to wake up and change every day. And that's been this most recent one for me because, um, I just feel like it was a bunch of little things. Like I was having a lot of anxiety. I was not prioritizing myself and I had not been prioritizing myself for years. And I think something about having a kid 
basically forced me to be like, all right, you need to deal with this or you're just, you're going to burn yourself out. Um, and I also feel like, um, I was holding on to maybe like one last good friend and then we kind of like fell apart in a lot of ways and things just kind of got rough and rocky and I just felt very alone. And I think, um, if you guys listen to Chloe Taylor, I love her channel. Um, and she always says that, you know, spiritual awakenings can be very lonely. Um, and not because you are alone. Like I obviously have a ton of good friends and good relationships around me, but when you're really moving into a new chapter of your life and you're leaving an old chapter, um, naturally you just sort of like leave people behind. They stop matching that energy. And I think what was also happening is that my business here, um, the psychic business was finally starting to like actually take off. And I was finally starting to see, oh my gosh, this could turn into a full-time thing. I don't have to be stuck at, um, I, my other job, which is not that bad at all, I was still, like, my own boss, and, um, I, I did film, and, um, I still do, um, commercials, photography, videos for businesses, but I really, really don't like working with clients, I don't like dealing with the drama of all of that, like, I just, I want to work with, like, me, myself, and I, um, I know that's impossible, especially if you want to delegate and really bring on a team so that you can grow in a business, Um, but it really just started to become not for me. Um, and, and I've always been putting time and effort into growing my psychic business, but I've known that it's going to take a little bit of time. You know, I'm going to have to have my day job at the same time. Um, but up until like a few months ago, it started to really take off. And I, I mean, it's all because of YouTube, thankfully. Um, YouTube basically pushes my videos out to people, people find me, and then I make money either, you know, through YouTube, through readings, through events, Um, but YouTube is kind of like my marketing platform of where a lot of people find me. Um, And if you want to learn more about that, I did do a video on like how to do um, intuitive work full-time, and I really broke down all of that information. Um, It's, I don't think I uploaded it as a podcast, but And as I saw that that was becoming more and more of a possibility, it was like, you guys, like, I can't even explain this, like, energetic weight being lifted off my shoulders of, like, oh my gosh, survival mode will not happen forever. (laughs) And I'm still, don't get me wrong, I'm still totally struggling with this. Um, Like, even now, when I'm having the best financial months of my life, I'm still questioning if it's going to just go downhill and, you know, it's not going to work out and I'm going to have to go work at McDonald's or something like that. And I know that's not the case, but um, something about that really triggered this. And it was like, suddenly I was able to visualize a life that I actually wanted. I was like, you know, I could just wake up, make videos, you know, do a few posts here and there, and that could literally be my day. Um, And I could you know, delegate tasks to, you know, anyone that's working for me. And I could just be doing what I love every single day and, you know, traveling and, you know, I could finally move out of this house that I've been in for, geez, 10 years now. Um, And, you know, a lot of times that, that realization can really like scare people off and, 
and make them, you know, hole up. And I definitely did do that to an extent, but there was something about it that was so empowering that I think caused this spiritual awakening in me. And because of it, I feel like what's happened is I've, I've had a lot of people kind of fall off of the cliff. No, that's not right. I don't know. They just kind of like fallen out of my life. And, um, we talk about that a lot of like, when you raise your vibration, when you start to step into your power more and say, no, this is what I want. Um, it's almost like the people that can't match that vibration. They just, they don't get along. And I mean, at a more simple level, how you can think of this is like somebody um, saying, you know, they, they have a different belief than you. Maybe they have a different belief around politics and you guys have two differing opinions there. And so naturally you kind of like don't talk as much because you know you differ in those ways and then you sort of drift apart. And it, it's kind of similar in that sense. And I think a lot of it is because I started demanding more for myself and for the universe. And at this time, I was watching a lot of Chloe's videos, which really gave me a lot of guidance um, in my, in, in kind of like my darker air spots of life um, during this moment. And she always would say like, I love this affirmation. She said, I'm not here to be comfortable. I'm here to be rich. I loved that. And I've, I feel that so deeply. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not here to scrape by, you know, I want to be able to live the life that I want. And because I stepped into that power, it's like I started demanding more from my relationships as well. And so that's why, you know, a, a part of these relationships that fell away was simply because I woke up and realized, wow, I am accepting pretty crappy people into my life. And it is worse for me to keep them here than to just have nobody at all. Um, and don't get me wrong, like, I still have some amazing friends, but I mean, like, the really, really close friends that don't um, quite vibe on the same level. And even, like, family members, you know, distant family members, me realizing how much I try to please them, even from afar or on social media, and, you know, trying to really get rid of that and step more into who I am. Um, especially with my sexuality as well as just my interest being a psychic. I feel like I've always had to hide, you know, my being psychic and there's something about feeling like it's a little bit more legitimized that kind of put me into that zone of feeling a little bit more powerful with it all. And it all came from just shifting into realizing that this new future could be possible for me. And I hope that me sharing this just provides you guys some, I don't know, insight of how these things could come about. They're not always like, oh, I got hit by a truck and broke my leg and then I stopped smoking and I my, <laughs> my life was changed forever. I don't know. Um, but it was very much me, like, steps, if I had to put it in steps, it was like realizing that I could do do more, have more in life because I started to get out of that survival mode. And then it was like, I started demanding more from everything and everyone in my life. And I stopped accepting the bad. Um, and because of that, you know, you lose people, you know, things shift. It feels lonely for a while, but I feel like the zone that I'm getting into now is so much more me. I feel like I'm getting more into my own spirituality 
I'm not, I don't want to say that I was like surface level with it, but I feel like the weird parts of me, the things that I want to believe in, you know, like I've always wanted to study um, witchcraft a little bit more. And I don't necessarily believe um, in what Wiccans believe, but I still like was too terrified to pick up a book because of like what other people thought. And I finally am like, oh, I can just pick up a book and learn. Like whose permission am I waiting for? <laughs> um, and so I'm just giving myself more permission to be more authentic, to be myself more. Um, and I think because of it, it's like, it's kind of nice how it weeds out people that, you know, wouldn't have supported it in the first place. And because of it, I am attracting a lot better people, you know, albeit online at the moment, but I do feel like, you know, it's going to attract a much better group of people. And I do see it already kind of in my live nights and through the people that find me. Um, you know, I, I've read the book... Um, Light is the New Black and um, Letters to a Star Seed. And both of them are written by Rebecca Campbell. And she talks about how when you shine your brightest, when you are lit up, when you shine your light, other people recognize that within you. And I feel like I'm stepping more and more into it. But it's this bittersweet sadness because it's really old colleagues that I had in film some distant relatives that, you know, I just know are not going to accept that part of me, but it's okay because, you know, this new version of who I'm becoming is so much more important than those few people's opinions. Um, and so I guess just pulling back, like, your, your spiritual awakenings could be self-brought about. Um, and I feel like how you sort of know is because there's a lot of struggle. There's a lot of like moments where you're questioning yourself. And honestly, what has gotten me through it all has been connecting to my intuition. And how I've been getting through this is very much just doing a lot of intuitive work, like pulling cards, getting readings from others, um, doing a lot of self-help books. I love self-help books. Um, I feel like they've, they just come in at the perfect time sometimes and um, doing shadow work and shadow work is basically just going through the things that you're ignoring in your life and feeling those feelings and dealing with with them you know identifying those triggers and realizing what it is that bothers you and so I've been doing a lot of work like around my anxiety and I didn't realize how bad my anxiety was also until recently and that's a another byproduct of spiritual awakenings you start to like wake up to things in your life that you just didn't notice, um, that you might've been asleep to. And I had really bad panic attacks like two or three years ago. Um, but then they just like disappeared and I thought I kind of had a handle on them, but I realized, especially after having, um, my son, how bad my anxiety has gotten. And so a lot of that, um, a lot of my shadow work has been around that, but it's crazy just the cascade effect that it has, like, as I'm fixing these things and becoming more, more vulnerable with the people around me, you know, even to my husband, it's like, we're able to go deeper with each other, we're able to fix more things in our relationship, and improve things that, you know, we just weren't able to do a year ago, and now we just have a stronger relationship because of it. And so, in a lot of ways, I think I've definitely released a lot of old things, 
over the past couple of months. And I've definitely had to be like a hermit during that process. And some people are not happy about that. And, you know, again, going back to needing to find people in your life that are okay with that, that'll support you when you're going through those moments in life. Um, and I feel like I, I hope that was helpful to share. I don't know. Um, that's, you know, I didn't have a topic necessarily that I wanted to talk about. And so whenever I don't know, I pull a card. And so I feel like, you know, I, I don't like to share a lot of that because I feel like I personally feel like a lot of people online are like, Shh, whatever, like, Lauren, we don't care about your life. Just read us. <laughs> um, but I think that it, that's kind of been my life the last couple of months and it's been up and down, but it's been so fulfilling. Like, I, I hope that that comes across the most. Like, I feel like I've been stepping into a much better version of myself, even though it's come with a little bit of struggle um, and a lot of loss. Um, I think it's just a much better spot for me to be in. Um, and I forgot to mention that like minor awakening that I had and I'll get to that here in a second. Let's just jump into um, an ad break really quick. So the minor like um, uh, life crisis, not really crisis, um, spiritual awakening I would say is when my grandfather died, um, and that was, that was when I was in college, so definitely kind of added to that start of, like, the survival mode. Um, I wouldn't say I was terribly close to him. I, I mean, I definitely was on some level. Um, we, we saw him a lot. We, that was back when we lived, um, with all of our family, and, when he died in, I think it was 2011, it kind of, like, sent me through this existential crisis of, like, what is the point of anything um, as, like, a teenager? Oh, sorry, I wasn't in college. I was a teenager. Um, and I think because of it, I did start to slightly get into metaphysical things. It wasn't until I lost my dog when I was in college. That's what I'm getting mixed up. Um, that I really, like, started jumping into this, but when he died, he was the first person in my life to ever pass away, um, and it, I think it was weird because at that time, um, I feel like I had two other, like, distant relatives also pass right around that same time, and it was just, like, a lot, um, and I'd never done it before, like, never gotten through that. And I think as a Pisces, <laughs> me being, like, existential, think about everything, um, spiritually, um, I just, I, I, I call it a minor spiritual awakening because it made me question things and think about things very differently, um, but not, uh, not to a point that it, like, completely changed my life. But I do see that as, like, a pretty big mile marker in my life, and I'm curious what you guys like, define as those mile markers in your life. I mean, I'm, oh, jeez, I'm gonna be 30 next year, and, um, so I feel like I've had maybe two big awakenings, and it seems to be, like, right around the 10-year mark. I was 11 when the family drama happened. I was probably 21, 22 when I was in college, and kind of hit that survival mode, 
and now I'm approaching 30 and I feel like, honestly, I feel like I'm not quite even through this one. I feel still a little lost and everything feels a little cloudy still of like, how's it going to turn out? Um, I feel like I haven't completely gone through all the shadow work that I need to do. Um, but I'm, I'm curious if you guys have had just as many or not as much or if any at all, and I and I guess it really doesn't matter because at the end of the day, everyone goes through their own journeys and, you know, you might have a ton of stuff happen to you early in life and then not anything after that, or you could have things pile up later in life. I apologize if I say um a lot. That's the nice thing about doing my videos is that <laughs> I can cut those out, but um, maybe one of the other purposes of this podcast will so that I can be a better speaker and cut out my ums. Um, <laughs> goodness. <laughs> uh, I need to find a different word to say. Um, God damn it. <laughs> okay. Spiritual awakenings. That's where we've been. We're letting them go. Things are good. Things are awesome. Um, bittersweet. But I'm I'm very much in this like waiting phase of like, okay, what's what's next? Like when when am I fully gonna step into this reality? And the fact that I'm not quite there yet, I know that um there's still some stuff I can do to further manifest that and um bring about that change. Um and oftentimes we can't really even see it until you know it's past, you know, hindsight is 2020. And I feel like that's definitely the case with spiritual awakening sometimes. Sometimes it takes a while to come out of the fog. So I guess this spiritual awakening, um, if you want to call it that, I think sometimes I feel like you have such clarity around it and it's you get thrown into it and then life starts immediately and it's more of like accept new life starts immediately and you just kind of have to accept it. Um, but then other times I feel like you really have to fight yourself from falling back into that old. And I feel like that's been these last couple months. And there's just something about me being able to more clearly envision my future of doing psychic work and, you know, having my life look like this and getting out of the survival mode that I'm like holding on to. And I'm like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have this. Um, I'm not, I'm not giving up on this vision. No, sir. It might take a little longer than I expect, or it might not happen the way that I think it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Um, and because of that, I think I've been able to brush over those doubts a lot easier and really push myself to stop and to stop and to think. I feel like the hardest struggle is just falling back into apathy, falling back into old ways of just letting people in because you're lonely um, when really, you know, you shouldn't be letting them in because they're not good people to you. Or really, you know, instead of sitting on the couch all night and not talking to your significant other, like forcing yourself to get off your phone, turn off your TV, and really work on your relationship. Um, and even like self-care, that's something I didn't mention. I feel like I'm also stepping into a time where like, I feel like, I feel like I'm getting older in the fact that, you know, I can't just treat my body like crap anymore. Like I can't keep drinking, um, you know, and I can't smoke. I can't do these things. I can't stay up late because <laughs> physically the next day I'm so like dead, <laughs> 
it, it just, it starts to affect you differently and it's like not worth it. Um, and I feel like I've stepped into this new, I feel like most people, um, under the age of 30 probably won't appreciate this until they get there. Um, cause I remember I could go, I could drink every night. I could party with friends and it was, it was totally fine. But, um, now I just can't, especially with like a kid and like forcing myself to get up to bed on time and like just not eating after a certain point so that I can like be healthy. Like fasting is what I'm talking about. Um, and just drinking water and just taking much better care of myself. I feel like all of these things have been happening the last couple months and something about that self-care has definitely also contributed to this because I'm I'm saying no I respect myself more to give myself these things but having that self-care also be a part of it has been so helpful because I'm just like I don't want to turn back I don't want to get worse at this and so I think that's why I've able been able to push through this one so well and not I don't know just fall back into old ways because in a lot of ways, like, physically, mentally, spiritually, like, I know I need to, like, upgrade my life in a lot of ways. And when you know it and you need it and you just, you push yourself to get out of those old habits, I mean, it's hard. Um, And I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't talk about is, like, how it's a daily struggle is it's changing those mental thought patterns every single day. And forcing yourself to set new habits and go to bed on time. And that can be, like, an on-off struggle for months. And I've, I've been trying to, like, work on these things for years. Um, but something recently just, like, clicked and it worked. And I think because of it all, it's just all of these things kind of happening at the same time um, that have really... I feel like I'm not even the same person that I was, like, a year or two ago. Um, I don't even feel like the person that I was 10, 20 years ago is the same person that I was. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know what my point here is other than I hope that you guys maybe find some helpful, I don't know, knowledge in what I've been through and can maybe relate and it helps you through your journey. Um, I, I don't think that spiritual awakenings are always the exact same and look the exact same, but um, hopefully, you know, if you're going through one, if you've been through one, or maybe you're not there, um, don't feel like you have to, like, have one in order to be, like, a better version of yourself. Like, you can always stop and do these things um, anytime, but um, I think you should, you guys should let me know if you want um, any like resources around it. I feel like the books that have helped me the most have been um, How to Do the Work. I really, um, I sort of liked Letters to a Star Seed because it reminded me that, you know, I'm here for a bigger purpose. Um, I, I feel like, honestly, it was mostly pick-a-card readings that helped, which I don't want to recommend those because sometimes they can be totally off and you can hear them incorrectly or you can, you know, listen to them and not listen in the right way and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy in a bad way. Um, but, I mean, at the core of it, it's using your intuition. It's stopping. It's examining your thoughts, your emotions, your patterns, and really trying to get on top of them. 
I feel like I'm beating a dead horse at this point because I'm not sure how to wrap this up. <laughs> um, this is my first podcast. We're going to get better. Um, but I hope you guys found this enlightening. Again, let me know if you want to, any other podcast ideas. Um, I still don't know how to leave me comments, I guess reach out to me on Instagram. I, I'm going to just set that as a place to reach out. And then I'll just know if anyone is listening to me because I might just be talking to myself right now. I mean, I am, but <laughs> um, I, I feel like the amount of people who listen to my podcast are so few right now. And it's obviously, again, because I'm not putting very much time and effort into it, but I do want to have eventually, um, I don't know if weekly is too much to commit to, but I think I will have more regular podcasts where I talk about other things outside of my videos, um, especially on topics that I could just go way more in detail on and they're more my personal opinion or, you know, my personal life. Um, so anything like that, let me know. Otherwise, I'll probably just sit around and wait till I have another idea and get on here and talk about it. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I will see you next time. Bye.